Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Arizona basketball gets the road trip that it needed in a variety of different re- ways. What does this mean going forward? And we're going to rehash all of that here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. This show is brought to you by LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Check it out. All right. Now, Arizona basketball is now squarely back in contention for a number one seed. Um, And that is, quite frankly, the way that it should be. Um, I think a big thing about Arizona that I think has been frustrating for a lot of fans is why in the world aren't they playing better? Why? Because, again, You've got a world of talent here. And one thing that we have seen in college basketball is that it's difficult to win on the road. We know that it's difficult to win on the road. We've uh, we've we've seen that. Um, that's why I think going into this road trip, everybody thought that, including yours truly, that uh, Arizona would probably split. That uh, it would, you know, and honestly, you'd probably take that. Because, again, as we've seen, I mean, look at Kansas. Kansas was one and three on the road at one point. With a loss to uh, Central Florida mixed in there, not good. Um, but I think the one thing about it that uh, Arizona was able to really prove to a lot of people was that this team does have a uh, has some real resiliency, has some moxie to it. Um, now let's talk about the Utah win first. Now the Utah game was impossibly frustrating to start off with because Arizona gets out to this really really big lead, and you're like, all right going to be able to cruise to a victory here get ready for that Colorado game coming up and so far so far uh, so on and so forth as the uh, the old saying goes and that did not happen um Arizona went into the halftime up 16 I believe and Utah came out and decided to make seven out of seven three-pointers now again one thing that we have been over is that Arizona does not defend the three well but I can't totally beat up Arizona's defense for this one because this wasn't a this wasn't a terrible three-point performance. Not only was it not a terrible three-point performance, it was also something where I think a lot of the uh I think a lot of people were like, you know, all right. You you contested a lot of those, but again, it is what it is at some point when teams just start going bananas against you um and it's uh generally against you at some point, you're kind of the common denominator there, and that's kind of where Arizona is. But uh, Utah came back, and it looked like Utah was going to win. Utah had all of the adva- Utah had all of the advantages. Uh, the crowd was going. They obviously need that game. You get a win over Arizona, that helps you out immeasurably when it comes to a seeding time. But Arizona said there will be none of that, um, and so Arizona goes into that first overtime, and you're like, all right, well. Uh, new game, new start, and that's also kind of when Caleb Love comes alive. I've never really seen anybody quite like Caleb Love. That he is a he's a guy who um, certainly uh, 
he, he can have some really off games as we've seen. And when he has those really off games, um, it's tough. It's tough to look at. I mean, we, uh, you know, we've, we've all seen him. Um, but you've also seen games now where he just, when he gets going and he, it doesn't really matter what happened in the past. And I think that's something that is just such a refreshing take about him is that a lot of times, like with the Kylan Boswell, if Kylan Boswell is not shooting well, then it affects his confidence, uh, in a variety of different ways. I mean, we've seen it, uh, we've seen it up close. We know, um, we will get to Boswell though, because he had a very nice trip, but Caleb love doesn't matter. Caleb love was awful in the, uh, was awful in regulation. Um, couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. You get into this, uh, overtime, all of a sudden he's your leading scorer in the three stanzas. That's just kind of what he does. And again, he is a, uh, he's a very unique player in that regard because the next shot's always going in. It's a little bit, obviously he's not Kobe Bryant, but it's a little bit of that quote unquote Mamba mentality that he just gets going. And when he gets going, um, you know, hide everybody because it's going to be tough. And he was the one, he made that tough little runner to be able to send the game into another overtime, uh, made a, a couple long threes. The free throws were good. And got to give Pella Larson a lot of credit. Pella Larson, your Pac-12 player of the week, Pella Larson. Um, those those were the two guys in overtime that were, were making plays happen. Now, Pella needs to make his free throws. I was not happy at all about Pella going one for four from the free throw line in overtime. But either way, Arizona was able to... Uh, Arizona was able to get through that, but you go into the second overtime and then you get into a third overtime and you start wondering, all right, you know, what kind of, uh, how is this team going to really be built as far as are they, are they going to be ready for this? Are they going to be able to fight back, um, you know, in the manner in which uh, they're going to need to, to be able to win this game. And it looked like initially, nope, they wouldn't. And then gets into the second overtime and you're kind of like, all right, well, Arizona probably going to lose this one. Um, and then you get into the third overtime, and that's where Arizona just started to outclass Utah. And again, this was a uh, this was a uh, this was a tough environment. Again, it wasn't like you were playing in McHale where it was sold out or anything. But this was a this was a tough environment. It was a nice quad one win because again, Utah is solid. Utah will probably make the NCAA tournament, and if they don't make the NCAA tournament, um, they are going to be right. They're kind of be that that fringe team. Utah's good. Utah's solid. Tell all your friends that Utah is good and that Utah is solid. Um, but then after that, um, Arizona gets into that third overtime, and like I said, that's when Arizona just kind of looked like it's like, all right, um, we're done playing with these guys. And Arizona was able to uh, win the game going away. But it was a again, it was a frustrating game because Arizona should uh, shouldn't have been in that spot to begin with. I'm sorry, you're up 16 and you're a top five, top eight team in the country. You should never give that lead up. And they gave it up very, very quickly. Um, but again, they showed a lot of resiliency in that overtime against Utah. And I think at that point, um, you look at it and you're like, oh, listen, a, a quad one win is a quad one win. Um, and you'll take them. Arizona now has very, very good, uh, has very good, um, um, uh, has very good, uh, potential, I think, to be able to uh, to be able to continue to get these quad uh, qu more quad one wins, but they played incredibly well. And not only have they played incredibly well, um, they uh, I think uh, I think it's also fair to say that uh, I think it's also fair to say that we're also you also kind of know at this point that uh, um, Arizona is going to have one of the better uh, schedules or one of the better win loss uh, uh resumes in the country i mean you look at it utah was another one we'll get to colorado that alabama win is going to uh 
measure very, very well in the grand scheme of things. And not only is it going to measure well, I think it's going to be something that Arizona fans can really hang their hat on. Then after that, you've got, um, you've got, uh, uh, excuse me, you've got, like I said, Alabama, Michigan State, Duke, obviously, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but this was, like I said, this was a very, very good win for Arizona. Um, it was frustrating how it happened. But again, when you are uh, when you're on the road, again, a road, it's tough to win on the road in college basketball. I know that's a cliche at this point. I know that I get all of that. But the saying is very true. And not only is the saying true, it's uh, something that I think is very close to, uh, you know, something that I think we probably underrate a little bit now. Going into the Colorado game, I did not have a lot of faith that Arizona was going to be able to win that game for a variety of reasons, but as usual, they proved me wrong. But first, LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash locked on college. Um, all right, now, um, post your job for free and uh, post your job for free. And again, everybody knows somebody that's gotten a job through LinkedIn. Um, uh, everybody knows somebody that's gotten a job through LinkedIn. Um, um, uh, and I think that that's something that's fair, that's uh, very fair to say. Um, now, with LinkedIn, um, I think that it's, uh, I think that it's, um, uh, you know, like I said, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a spot where everybody can get a job. Um, you know, if you're committed, you can get the job. And not only can you get the job, um, I think that's also fair to say that, uh, um, you know, again, Arizona, uh, you, like I said, you know, employers have got jobs, people got jobs. Check it out, linkedin.com slash locked on college. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the whoosh of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. Now let's talk a little bit about Colorado, my friends, Colorado. All right. Arizona had every reason to lose this game because again, Colorado is a good team. They're an NCAA tournament team. We know that not only are they an NCAA tournament team or should be an NCAA tournament team. They've got some pros on their team. You look at Cody Williams, you look at KJ Simpson, Probably guys, especially Cody Williams, he's going to play in the NBA. He's good. Um, KJ, or excuse me, KJ Simpson, kind of the same way. Tristan DeSilva is a monster in college. Eddie Lampkin, same way. And the Coors Event Center, is that what it's called? Um, either way, that is a very difficult place to play. Um, that is a very difficult place to play uh, uh, any game. Um, it's just not easy. We all, I mean, you, you can watch a game there. You know that that's not an easy place to, uh, that's not an easy place to win a game. So again, uh, Colorado is very, very good. Um, and Arizona basically put their foot on their neck from start to finish. And that was what I think Arizona fans have been wanting to see for the longest time. A game where you go in against a team that's good, but you're better and you just put your foot down. And it was an effort across the board. And I think what was even more impressive about it was that Arizona didn't give back, didn't give it in after you got up. 10, 12 points. You kept them at, uh, you kept them at that, uh, that, uh, 
disparity. And I think that's something as an Arizona fan, you got to be very, very happy about. I know that I was very, very happy about that. Um, and uh, again, I think what we've seen a lot of the time is that with uh, Arizona, you know, like I said, you, it, you almost, it's almost kind of like you're reading your press clippings to a certain degree that it's like, all right, we're good. We can do whatever we want. And while Arizona is good, this also isn't 2001 Arizona where you've got five of the top 25 players in the country or, you know, you're 97, 98, where you got two first team All-Americans and a future player of the year, all of that. That's not what this team is like. But again, it's a very, very good team. Um, but Arizona was not giving in on this one. Every time... Arizona jumped out to an early lead, and every time you're like, all right, Colorado's got to make a run at some point, it didn't happen. Arizona would hit them with a – Arizona would hit them with a run, or Arizona would also uh, – um, whatever the case may be, Arizona was very, very difficult to uh, to be able to, um, uh, you know, to be able to, uh, uh, you know, stop. And that's kind of where – that's kind of where it's at. I do think that um, I do think though that the big thing that we got away we got from this was that Arizona's players that they need to start playing well are starting to play well. This was about as good as I've seen Kylan Boswell play in a long time. Boswell was the man out there. Um, he was uh, he started out the game making uh, some shots. Now keep in mind though he's also had some games where he started off making some shots and then he kind of disappeared a little bit later on in the game. And uh, I think that's what a lot of people are worried about, but it didn't stop there. Then he was driving to the basket. He was getting that little left-handed. He had that little left-handed finish around the hoop. That was absolutely fantastic. And not only did he have that, um, he was also able to just orchestrate the offense in a very, very impressive way. Um, Listen, when Arizona, when Colin Boswell is playing well, Arizona is a real problem. And you saw that against Colorado because the other players just kind of fall into place there when Boswell is playing well. But he was uh, he was strong. He was emphatic. And again, he was uh, he was a difference maker. Like, you know, I know I've said this a billion times. I don't need him to be Mike Bibby. I don't need him to be Jason Terry, but I need him to be an all conference type player. And there's no reason that he can't be an all-conference type player because he's got that ability. Listen, he's a top 15 to top 20 uh, player coming out of high school. Um, he's deceptively athletic. He can get to where he needs to on the court. He's very smart with the ball. He can do a lot of different things. Um, and not only can he do a lot of different things, um, he can also uh, he's also able to uh, he's also able to you know, basically navigate, navigate the team. And that's where I think he's very, very impressive. Um, like I said, I was, I was very impressed by what I saw from Kylan Boswell. And if Arizona gets a performance like that out of Kylan Boswell, this is going to be a very difficult, uh, very difficult team to uh very difficult team to uh, win or uh, to beat because he can be that guy again, you know, watch, watch him. And you can tell that, He's got the skills, and I think that's why people, uh, you know, are holding him to a higher standard. Again, it's not like he's Daniel Dillon. It's not like this is some player that just can't play basketball. Kylan Boswell can play ba basketball, and Kylan, Bo Kylan Boswell can play basketball at the highest level. He is just a really, really good basketball player when he is fully engaged and focused, and that's what you saw from him. And then Jaden Bradley, got to give it up to Jaden Bradley as well. This might have been Jaden Bradley's best game at the U of A. I a lot of people think that Jaden Bradley is a lost cause offensively. I don't see that at all. As a matter of fact, I think that he's a player that is uh, when the chips are down, he's going to be able to. Uh, I think he can score. Listen, 
He's never going to be a great shooter. It's not like he's going to be Steph Curry or anything, but he can. Uh, he's very clever in how he gets into the ba- in how he gets into the paint. Not only is he very clever in how he gets into the paint, he also is able to. Um, he's also probably end line to end line, the fastest player on the team. And he does a fairly good job of orchestrating the offense. And I think that's something that's a little bit underrated about him again. Um, not, you know, it's not like John Stockton or something, but he does a fairly good job of orchestrating the offense. And not only that, he's also the dude that I think is able to, uh, he's also the guy that I think is able to, um, just be that player that, you know, just kind of settles everybody down. He's got kind of a calming demeanor about him. And then defensively, he's fantastic. Defensively, he's the best perimeter uh, defender on the team. He is, uh, he makes it very difficult for uh, players to be able to, uh, you know, uh, get in the lane, be able to get after the, uh, uh, you know, he's just, he's that guy. There's a little bit of Jason Terry in him. Again, I'm not saying that he's Jason Terry, obviously, but there is a little bit of Jason Terry in him. I think that he is going to be a very solid starting point guard for the U of A. And not only is I think he's going to be a a solid starting point guard, I think he can be an all-conference player as well. I mean, there's a reason that he was a McDonald's All-American. There's a reason that he could have gone to pretty much any school in the country. I think Arizona thought they were going to get him initially, but better late than never. Um, A very, very nice pickup for the U of A, Jaden Bradley. And not only was Jaden Bradley a very nice pickup for the U of A, he's somebody that I think you can see this team being built around in the future. Um, Just like I said. Just a all kinds of uh, all kinds of impressiveness from Bradley in that game, and that moves also us to Caleb Love. Uh, listen, this wasn't a vintage Caleb Love game. He was certainly better than he was against uh, uh, Utah, but it was just funny seeing KJ Simpson continuing to jaw with Caleb Love. That's not the dude you want to get going um, because again, he has no fear. You watch him, and like we've talked about a billion times, that next shot he could be o of forty from the field, and that next shot is going in. Um, not only is that next shot going in, um, he's also able to, he's also able to get into the paint. He's also able to make just a lot of different plays. Um, and, uh, I love, I love it. Honestly, when Caleb love drives to the basket, I think when he is aggressive and when he gets into the paint, I think that makes everything easier for him. Because again, this is a dude that we've seen when he gets downhill, he can get downhill. I mean, Caleb love does not lack anything athletically. Nobody looks at Caleb Love and they're like, man, if he was just a little bit more athletic, he'd be really good. There's none of that with Caleb Love. You know exactly uh, the kind of player that he is. And again, sometimes I think he settles a little too often. I think that he's got the ability to be able to make the three-point shot, but not only make the three-point shot, but, you know, get people on their back heels a little bit. I've thought, you know, before and again, uh, this is just an NBA comparison because he's not clearly that player, but he's got a lot of Tyrese Maxey in him, at least at the college level, and that he can just kind of get where he needs to. And there's just kind of that gunner mentality about him. But he is a, uh, like I said, he is a very, Arizona is very fortunate to have him. Now, another thing we're fortunate enough to have is FanDuel. Check it out, fanduel.com slash locked on. You put down five, you get two, uh, and you win, you get back 200 free plays. That's simple, that easy. Fanduel.com slash locked on. Listen, the the Super Bowl's over, but that doesn't mean that you stop. You've got the NBA. Not only do you have the NBA, you've also got 
uh, you've also got the um, uh, you've also, not only do you have the NBA, you've also got uh, college basketball. You got baseball coming up on the horizon. And even if you don't like certain sports, you know what everybody likes? They like betting on things where they have, or they like watching things where you have money on it. FanDuel.com slash locked on is there for you. It is for the people, by the people. Check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, 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 now. Let's talk a little bit about the front court. But first, got to get to Pella. If we're going to count as the front court, Pella Larson was absolutely fantastic. This might have been his best uh, road trip of his career. Um, First game, 27 points or 24 points, I can't remember. And he followed it up with another strong performance against Colorado. He was very deserving of the Conference Player of the Week. And not only was he very deserving of the Conference Player of the Week, I think he probably cemented himself on that All-Pac-12 team, as he should. He was, like I said, he was he was lights out. Um, and there was a calming influence about him, especially when a team goes zone and he's able to get the ball in the middle of the key. And then he can look around. He can ascertain who needs to be able to get the ball in what spot. That's where uh, that's where he is super super effective. Um, now, um, okay. Now with key or with uh, but with Pella, like I said, just keep going because again, we know now that we know what Pella can do. Pella is a very good basketball player. My bad, Pella. Hashtag my bad, Pella. But. He just got to continue it. You can't have the game where you're like, all right, what's Pella doing out there? Why isn't he being consistent? We know what he can do. We know he, when how he can be effective. We just need more of that because Pella Larson is a very good basketball player. Pella Larson can do a lot of very good things on the basketball court. Um, and then looking up front, Umar Ballo, leader of men, Umar Ballo. Um, just kind of settling into that nice little uh, role where you're getting, you know, what, uh, 14 points, 10 rebounds. He's going to be on the all-conference team as well. You look at Arizona's roster, and there's probably three guys that are going to be on that first team. You're going to have Caleb Love. You're going to have Pella Larson. You're going to have Umar Ballo, leader of men. Um, Umar, like I said, Umar gets a lot of grief, but at the end of the day, there aren't many better rebounders in college basketball, and there's not many players that you know game in and game out are going to be able to get you 15 points and 10 rebounds. That just is what it is. I get that in the pick-and-roll defense, he's not good. Um He's got limitations, listen, because if he didn't if he didn't have limitations, he wouldn't even be in college anymore. But he's a very good basketball player. Not only is he a very good basketball player, he's somebody that uh, I think it uh, I think it's fair to say, um, uh, you know, like I said, uh, if he wants to come back, you certainly want him back. But he's going to make a lot of money overseas, whatever the case may be. But he's he's damn good at what he does. Um, And then I was also very happy with Mount Crevis. Mount Crevis, uh, listen, he's going to have some games where the game's a little too fast for him. He's going to have some games where it's a little too slow for him. I get all the, or a little too slow, but I get that. He's far from a, a flawless prospect either, but Crevis was very good. And I still believe going on, I still believe that Crevis is going to be somebody that Arizona fans are going to need, uh, are going to need him to be impactful because again, he is a good basketball player and we've seen it. When Crevis comes in and he is effective, and he is able to uh, make plays, it just makes things so much easier for everybody out there on the basketball court. Because again, how many teams can bring in a seven foot two guy that's got skills down low? Arizona's got that with Crevis. And then with Keyshawn, uh, listen, I guess I thought he was going to be a hyper energy, you know, 14 and 11 guy just off running the court. He's not really that, but he's good. Um, 
I just I can't just have the games where he's got four points and three rebounds or something to that effect. I need him to be able to be better. Not only do I need him to be better, I need him to uh, just be consistent. Because again, we've seen it. It's like with other players. You know what they're capable of. And it's not like it's like a Caleb Love spot where if Caleb Love's not making his shot, then it's going to be a struggle for them. He's got all the ability, he's got the ability from an athleticism, from an energy perspective to be able to make that work. And again, that's why we were going to hold Keisha Johnson to a higher standard. All right. But either way, this was a massive, massive weekend for the U of A, all kinds of good stuff. And I think it's safe to say that we should be very excited about what we saw. Now, coming up tomorrow. We're going to talk about seeding and what all this means and probably a little bit of a look ahead to ASU as well. Arizona should curb stomp ASU, but Arizona right now is, I think, squarely looking at a number one seed out West. You got the resume, but with Arizona, I don't really care who Arizona plays. I just care about what Arizona does because Arizona is good enough to be able to just make, is able to win games just by playing up to their standards. But like I said, great weekend for Arizona fans. We'll also talk a little football tomorrow as well. But as always, very much appreciate you all making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. We will be back with you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Monday. You have been listening to Locked On Wildcats podcast.